Hey guys, what's going on? It's your girl Maya K, and we are back with another episode of the Maya K Show. Today is episode number five, and this one is transition. Embrace the unknown. Now, we all know that God does not do anything by accident. There's no such thing as a coincidence. But I think it is definitely very strategic of God and a great setup that this episode releases October 29th, 2021, on my last day at my job. Listen, guys, transition is real. And so I just want to share my heart with you a little bit. The Lord gave me a few key points. And I love this because transition, I think everyone is always going through some kind of transition. And if you are a person of faith like me, you've probably been through multiple transitions, sometimes even two in a year or maybe one or more in the same season, because that's just the way the faith walk is set up. But one of the things that stood out to me with this particular transition, when I look back on October 2020, I thought about how I was in a transition a year ago. It was October 16th, uh, 2020, that I arrived here in Atlanta. And so I'm like, wow, God, you know, you have these very strategic ways. And when I was looking back through my prayer journal, I'm like, the same God that was with you then is the same God with you now. But because transition is so challenging, I think what happens is we often find ourselves trying to figure things out, trying to escape the emotional part and just getting through it. We just want to plow through to the next door, right? Or the next moment or whatever the Lord is bringing us into because it would be easier. But I have learned, even when I think about the day I'm recording this, I'm recording this two days before it releases. And if I am honest with you, I did not get but two hours of sleep last night because the amount of anxious nervousness that took over my body last night, despite the fact that I laid down at 930, it was just so intense. And I was like, wait a minute, God, you know, I know I used to struggle with anxiety before, but you've delivered me to at least to a place where, of course, anxiety is always going to be a part of our lives in some way. But I'm usually able to function um, and I was able to function, but it was just the fact that I could not sleep last night. I mean, my back was hurting. You guys know what I'm talking about. Anxiety can sometimes, you know, work, our, work its way through our stomach. Our eating habits may change, all of the above. But I said, it's okay. Lean into it. And one of my great friends, one of my sisters in Christ, she really blessed me yesterday um, when I said, hey, I got three days left. And I shared some things with her uh, via text. And then she sent me a text back and she talked about Noah. And I thought it was funny because Noah came up in my service on Sunday uh, for church. And my pastor, uh, Pastor Teray Roberts, talked about Noah. And the Lord had been speaking to me about Noah. And so God always confirms. Um, but what I love that she said was she was like, it's supposed to hurt. <laughs> you're giving labor. You're giving birth. You're in labor. I'm sorry. You're in labor. and You're giving birth. And I literally saved her voice memo because I have been talking about birthing for almost the last like six months. It has come up in my dreams. It has come up in just a myriad of ways. And I know that the Lord sent her to remind me to lean into those feelings. But what I want to give you guys today is just some three tips that the Lord gave me, three key points that I really believe will help anyone embrace the unknown when they are in a transition season. 
So make sure you share this with your aunties, your mamas and them, your grandmamas and them, your cousins and them, your best friends and them, even maybe your enemies too, because I just believe uh, God really is going to bless through this episode. So the number one thing, point number one would be pursue peace even when fear shows up. And I love this because oftentimes we might feel like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. I shouldn't have done this when we make the decision. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. You don't want to go into anything and make this decision with your life that you haven't sought God for. But I'm talking to people who know that they got a word, who knows uh, that the Lord has been confirming time and time again. Uh, it's time for you to move on from whatever that thing is that you know, that you know, that you know, that you know. And so the one thing I think about when I think about pursuing peace, even when fear shows up is don't draw back. Don't draw back. Hebrews 10 38 says, now the just shall live by faith. But if anyone draws back, my soul has no pleasure in him. And that's the new King James version. Now, of course, in Hebrews, uh, they're talking about faith here, right? And they're talking about the Lord expects us to live by faith. And so if anyone draws back from the faith that is rooted in Christ, the Lord takes no pleasure in him. But think about how that applies to your faith walk. If we are called to live by faith, then yes, it doesn't matter whether it's because you're drawing back because you no longer want to believe in Christianity or whether you're drawing back from what a decision God told you to make in faith. The Lord is making it clear here that he takes no pleasure in anyone who draws back. Be obedient to him through and through. And I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, I knew this week because it's the last week. It would be a little challenging, right? Because what happens is fear tries to show up. And when you have an assignment on your life and when your name is assigned to even other people or your oil is assigned to people, you know that the Lord is calling you into business or ministry. That means you have something very valuable on the inside of you that God wants to use for the masses. And the enemy knows that people will receive deliverance and freedom and Christ from that. And so it's it's easy for him to try to bring fear in and make it overpower you when you know what you already know and you know what you've already heard. And so that's why it's important to just pursue peace. Always pursue peace because fear is not rooted. It does not come from God. And so when you know that you are making a decision in a transition, uh, to transition rather, then you know that you have to just keep pursuing peace. So no matter what the enemy was trying to whisper to me last night when I couldn't sleep, I kept praying, you know, I was trying to close my eyes, I would open them again, and I would just call out to Jesus. And I'm like, I'm not going to pursue the decision that would be rooted in fear, I'm going to keep pursuing the decision rooted in peace. The second thing is, I just wanted to share under that. So this is still point number one. One of the other things that I, I think is important is to stay in alignment with God. Uh, my boss, uh, you know, she's expressed literally over the last probably five days, not every day, but just in the last five days, we've spoken about two times how hard this is for her and her husband because it's a family owned company. And I get it, you know, but my thing is I'm in alignment with God. Um, and that's one of the reasons why we both knew it was time for me to move on because she was in alignment with God and wanted me to also make sure I stayed in alignment. Um, so it was just important for me to stick to that. Sometimes we can get caught up in someone's I miss I'll miss you and hey, you know, I really wish you didn't have to go. But it's important for 
for you to remember that God is going to test you as well during that time. So whatever you're transitioning from, whether you're leaving corporate America to start your own business, or maybe your business has taken off to a point where God is now ushering you ushering you out the door of your job, your day job, whether you're transitioning from singlehood to, you know, courtship and, or courtship to marriage, whatever your transition is, even if you're transitioning out of a bad toxic relationship, whatever that transition is, please know that the enemy is not the only one who's sending tests. God is going to send tests as well. He's going to test your commitment to him above people. Because sometimes when things are going good, that's when God might call you to leave the most. Not so much a relationship. And ladies and men out there, not your marriage. Okay. All right. Um, <laughs> disclaimer, not talking about your marriage. But I found that most times when God has had me in a trans transition over the last 10 years, it has not been because something was necessarily going bad. And I've probably cried some real ugly tears because it's like, but why? <laughs> and so just stay in alignment with God. And especially during that last, whatever the time frame is. So for example, in this case, there was a 30 day notice uh, given, um, a month, well, on September 28th. So my last day, October 29th today. And so it's going to get more intense that last week or two. And so whatever your transition looks like, just know that you're going to have to stay in flat footed and stay in alignment with God. And the uh, last point under number one, number one was pursue peace. Even when fear shows up, don't linger in the layover. One of my closest friends um, talked about this she took part in uh, one of her churches, I'm sorry, well, her church, uh, Eight Days of Glory. And one of the pastors mentioned this during one of the nights that she went. And I loved it, um, the way she broke it down to me. It was just about how some people have been staying in a, in a at their layover spot way too long. And the way I applied that to my life and just thinking about sharing it with you guys is don't linger in the layover. You know how it is when you catch a flight, right? If you have a layover, if you're in a beautiful city, even though you don't want to miss your connecting flight and you won't miss it, but sometimes we can linger behind a little too long. And even if, you know, sometimes you have a layover and things happen with your other flight and so uh, the flight might get canceled. And then so you'll say, all right, family, let's just go explore the city. We'll stay here for a couple days. But the Lord may be saying, no, I mean, book a flight the next morning. Don't stay a couple days. All right. Your flight was canceled. You can't do nothing about that. But I need you to keep moving. And sometimes when we're in purpose, when we're in destiny moments, it's this is a destiny hour. If you're listening to this, you are in a destiny hour. And so sometimes in those destiny moments, destiny hours, we will sit there and we will linger a little longer than we're supposed to. Now, that doesn't mean for me that I felt like I should have left anytime sooner because God does things in decency and order. And there's always going to be peace on both sides when it's time for somebody to leave, even if the other person's peace has to catch up with yours. So, for instance, my boss did not really want to let me go, but she knew she had to obey God. I hope that makes sense. So your flesh may not want to or one person's flesh may be like no but because I was like I'm ready <laughs> I was ready but um that still won't get in the way of their spirit when they're truly led by by God and I get it um if you work in a corporate setting that may not be your narrative right you may not be in a space where you work for people who do follow Christ or you may not work for people who 
uh, are very vocal or outward with their faith. So you don't know. But even still, let me tell you something. And I'm going to talk about my last transition from Truemark from the bank in the next point. So I won't speak on it too much here. But trust me, it doesn't matter whether they're a believer or not. When it's time for you to go, God will shut that door and everybody involved will know. And they will be on board. <laughs> Um, but some, so I just wanted to say sometimes there is a layover, but don't linger in the layover. And so I felt like September 14th, when my bosses took me out to celebrate my one year anniversary and they took me to lunch, I, I told them then, like I, cause they, you know, the expectation was that we were meeting to one, celebrate me, but two, to discuss moving forward and another, you know, contract and all of that. I was like, nah, I, I know the Lord is telling me to, you know, move on. And so to me, the September, the whole month of the rest of the month of September and the whole month of October was kind of a layover. And God, that's OK, because, again, we agreed to 30 days for whoever wanted to move on, you know, 30 days notice. And so, again, God does things in decency and order. And so my layover time frame was from the day that I told them, which was September 14th until today, October 29th. But if I would have said, um, all right, well, maybe, for example, I don't know the outcome of this step of faith. I don't know what God is doing on the other side. I just have to trust him because I'm being obedient. And so we'll get to that as well. But just I'm not going to linger in this layover just because I don't know what God is doing. It's really none of my business until he reveals his next steps for me. Number two, be patient and keep praising in the hallway. So I wanted to just share a little bit from Storms of Love, my my, my upcoming Christian romance novel that comes out in February. Ellie, Ellie starts a podcast in the book and she talks about how she got the idea for the podcast a year before she even launched it. And sometimes when God gives us an instruction, like he gave her the instruction, she knew she was supposed to start a podcast, but she just, she just didn't have all the details. She didn't know the exact day. And sometimes what happens is we get the instruction. And sometimes I think we feel like, well, God, you said this, what's going on? But what you have to do from the time the Lord may tell you something, like I knew I was supposed to leave in April of this year, April 2021, I knew that the Lord was telling me to leave, but I knew it wasn't right then. And you're going to have to learn like Ellie did in her book to keep trusting God and keep praising him in the hallway. The worst thing you could ever do is rush God when he is sending you through a transition, because one, he knows where your faith is and where it needs to be to fully step out the way he may want you to. And so you have to be patient with God. Remember, that's one of God's characteristics. So we can't expect for God to operate outside of his character. He's a patient, loving God with us. We have to do the same with him. And so often what happens is we may get an instruction and some of you may be in that space right now. You may have gotten an instruction and I'm sorry if you guys heard any noise. I apologize for that. Um, I think I fixed it. So just stay with me here. But if you guys have gotten any instruction from the Lord and he's told you to do something, but he hasn't given you a date or you don't feel fully clear in your spirit, that means it's not time yet. But you have to be patient and keep praising him in the hallway because there is a hallway in between that next door. And so he hasn't fully closed the door yet. 
but he's about to open another one, but you just got to wait for him to tell you what to do. The second thing under that would be let God prepare your womb to birth the baby. So I said I would talk about my last transition. So a lot of times when God gives us an instruction or an idea, you know, a God idea, a business idea or something, we are so quick to want to jump in. But one, we need to give it back to God and ask him what he wants us to do with it and when. And then we have to let him prepare our womb to birth that baby. So I knew when I left it. LA. When I left LA in July 2019, I knew the Lord was calling me to Atlanta, but I didn't know I was going to be in the pit stop of Philadelphia for that long. However, I started getting comfortable. I was like, well, I actually like working at the bank and things were going well. Well, at first it was rough, but then I was like, I kind of like this. So I wanted to work there maybe two or three years, save up some money, learn more by fi about finances and banking and see how this could help like my credit, you know, and just having stability. I had benefits, you know, we love them benefits. And um, the Lord had other plans. And he started speaking to me again about Atlanta in January of 2020, which is so funny because I had come home July 2019. So I'm like, dang, God, I knew you had said it when I was in LA, but you ain't waste no time. I ain't been at the bank six months yet. And then the pandemic hit. And it was a true test of my faith because the pandemic hit in March 2020. So I'm thinking, well, I know God don't change his plans based on the world's errors or based on the world's ways and what's going on. He knew what was going on. So I had to wait, though. And we all were waiting for something in 2020, trust me. But I really had to wait. Like, I really was like, God, what are you doing? I know what you said. And I said, I get it. I ain't nobody trying to go nowhere to another state when... You know, it's this pandemic is raging right now. So I wasn't even really, if I'm honest, tripping about it. Because I was like, look, I ain't going to Georgia. And Georgia, you know, it was hot down here. Then It was a little popping with the pandemic. Um, so I was like, no, nah, I'm good. They tripping down there. But the Lord led me to take a vacation in August. And so this was a few months after the pandemic had started. Things had, they were still a little intense, but they had died down a little bit. There was things in place. Uh, the testing, people were able to get tested at like a Rite Aid or a CVS. But my transition from Trumark to Atlanta was probably one of the toughest transitions I had ever been in. One, of course, because of the pandemic, but also because I realized God was preparing my womb for what he wanted me to do because he knew I, I had gotten comfortable having the security of a steady paycheck. I've been an entrepreneur for a long time. And so that was comfortable for me. And I believe, listen, if you're an entrepreneur, if God leads you to go back to work, go. Do not fight that. You got to use wisdom and know when it's time to like navigate differently because it could be he wants you to go back for a reason. Um, that was just, that was for free. So from Trumark to Atlanta, what God was doing in that time frame, he was testing my endurance and my long suffering on another level. People were, I mean, we really got to see people's wickedness. People were mean during that time. Um, I, I was out every day because I was a central worker. So, I mean, it was hard, but God is like, if you can pass this test and be more patient with people and more loving, then I know I could trust you on the next level. Um, at the same time, he was using my boss to prepare me for my husband. And I remember the Lord telling me that, like, if you can respect this man in the way that he, you know, treats you guys and talks to you guys, it's not right, but I can use this for your good. And so God was preparing my womb 
to transition to Atlanta. And there was some other things, but I just wanted to throw that out there that you have to let God prepare your womb to birth the baby. Whatever that thing is, when you're in a transition, you are birthing something and you have to let God prepare your womb for that. So don't get leery, confused, or feel like God is taunting you or teasing you because from the time he gives you the instruction to when you actually get to walk it out may be a lengthy period of time. He just knows when you're ready. And please know the Lord will hold you back if there's danger ahead. Trust me, it is a gift and it's a blessing. And lastly, sever all ties. Now, I, I want to add something to this. Sever, so this is the third point. Sever all ties. Extend grace, but your heart and spirit need to be fully invested in your future. Now, I, there's a caveat to this because every over the last 10 years that the Lord has had me, um, when I took my first leap of faith at 27, and he started me on this journey of just pruning me through different uh, times and seasons in my life. I have noticed that he closes the door completely. Now, that doesn't mean that I just cut people off. No, it's never me. In fact, there were times I was trying to force staying in such the first couple years I was like living in a leap. This is what I call it, living in a leap. I because I didn't really know how to do it. But once I got acclimated to God is let me be clear, not acclimated to God's ways so much because he listen, God never changes, but you cannot put him in a box and think he's going to do the same thing each time. But I got acclimated to the faith walk. And once I got to that place, it dawned on me that the Lord wasn't trying to punish me by having me sever ties sometimes when he would move me on. But it was important to guard my heart. So, for example, even now, I only have two people in my midst who know all the details of what I'm going through and what's going on because I have to guard my heart. There are even the most faith-filled Christian person can speak fear into your life if you're not careful. So what do you think what happened with the people who may not have wanted you to go? Or if they ask a bunch of questions you don't have answers to. So sometimes, you know, people are like, oh, my gosh, so you're moving to Atlanta. What are you going to do there? Are you going to do this? And then it's like, whoa, like, and it may induce fear in your heart. And now that's not anything that they're doing intentionally. But that's why it's important for you sometimes to just sever ties. So I say this with a little bit of balance here. So the first point under this is you don't want your faith to waver after you leave. So leave well but leave whole. And what I mean by that is, yes, you want to leave the excellence. You want to leave a fresh scent of Christ behind. And if God, it doesn't mean delete the number, delete the email, but just leave well, but you want to leave whole because the Lord is expecting for your entire being to be focused on where he's taking you. Don't be like Lot's wife turning back and turning into a pillar of salt. <laughs> now, obviously, again, we're not talking about when Thanksgiving and Christmas come up, you got to be all mean. Like, I ain't saying nothing because I got to close all the doors. But I believe it's important to sever ties to the extent that the Lord leads you to. And again, that's just my, that's my walk. So I just want to encourage you, encourage anyone out there who might be similar. And you're like, God, why can't I keep in touch? Well, maybe, you know, if you're listening to this, this gives you some insight into why he might be doing it. Um, every season that I've moved on, 
he I'm telling you, even when I would check out, check on people and just reach out, you know, it wasn't like every day it would be like random. It would just be silent sometime. And God is like, I'm protecting you. So leave well, but leave whole. It's okay to cry. It's okay to mourn it. It's a loss, right? You're going to experience those feelings, but you may have to mourn the loss just with God and not trying to mourn with what you're leaving. The second part to that is process the goodbye, but do it with God, which is something I kind of just said that. So process the goodbye. It is okay to process the goodbye. It is okay to say, God, I wasn't expecting this to end this soon. Uh, I wasn't expecting for you to move me forward like this. Um, I thought I had more time, whatever it may be. Um, but transitions are hard. They're not meant to be easy. If there's one thing I want you to take away is that they are not meant to be easy. Transition is your whole mental, emotional, spiritual, and physical being is changing because you got to move. You got to move with God. And so anytime you're changing, you're you're like birthing a new you. Anytime you're in transition, it's almost like you're, it's not just you walking through a new door or you getting a new opportunity or a new job. It's literally you being changed from the inside out. So consider that. In conclusion, well, I have a bonus point, actually. Now, I just want to share this because I need for you to know um, this is important. Not all transitions will have an immediate next door, but God will be there to guide you. Do not confuse the fact that you don't know exactly what to do next with God, like, again, trying to tease you or taunt you or just throw you out there. There are times when God wants us to step off, to jump off the cliff, right? There are times when God wants us to jump off the cliff. And if I'm honest, most of the time with the faith walk, mm, it's probably going to be about 85% of the time. Then there are seasons where you're not taking leaps. You might just be taking steps. But either way, it doesn't guarantee that the day that the Lord tells you to give a two weeks notice is the day your new door is going to arrive. God is stretching your trust in your transition. And so you got to expect there might be a little bit of silence and then he might speak the next day. And then it might be some more silence for two days and then he might speak again. But do not negate what he told you to do. And here's something the Lord gave me in my prayer journal uh, this week. One morning he said, Faith is knowing what it what is and what is not. And even if you don't know, like it's going to be one or the other. So you may not know what is, but you know what's not, baby girl. You know what it is not in this season. So in other words, even when you don't know what is coming or what is, if the Lord told you a door that needs to be closed, like to close a door that needs to be closed, you know what it is not though. And that's what we got to be okay with sometimes in transition. Okay, God, I don't know what you got next, but I know you told me this was done and I'm not going to linger here because me staying here could eliminate me from being able to hear your next instruction. It may eliminate from me being able to lean into because you told me to obey you. The results and the outcome of the obedience is always his. We don't know the outcome, but we know that we have to trust him. So again, faith, it could be this, but we know it's not that, but it's going to be one or the other. And sometimes he will, he is a loving father always, but sometimes he'll be that, that gentleman, that extra gentleman, and he may do both at the same time. 
In conclusion, listen, it can open your heart up to more. Oh, 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 I'm sorry. Transitions are not supposed to be easy. That's what I wanted to say. I apologize. Transitions are not supposed to be easy. They're supposed to develop your faith muscle and teach you how to depend on God. Do what you can and he'll do what you cannot. Now, if you notice for today's episode, I did not have a a commercial break or an ad because if I'm honest, I'm sharing such a, a tender part of my life. I typically don't even fully share pieces of my transition like this, like this in depth without um, knowing sometimes the next door. But see, God is also stretching me and testing me. And again, how beautiful is it that I'm able to share this with you while I'm in it? How grateful, you know what I mean? Am I to be able to say, hey guys, if you're listening, I'm there with you. We all may not know what's next, but I know what is not. And I know that I have to move on. So if I could encourage you just with some last words, it would be to read Hebrews 10, read Hebrews 11, and meditate on that while you're in your season of transition. Trust that you are in a destiny hour. Trust that 2021 has been full of destiny moments that have led up to this destiny hour. And thank God that he's not leaving you behind in it. And let me tell you something else the Lord says. See, I'm sharing pieces of my prayer journal with y'all because I love y'all. But something else the Lord told me that blessed me. He said, I've never led you out somewhere and not led you to better. I'm never going to lead you to worse. And that blessed me because I said, yeah, so you're about to blow my mind then. (laughs) You're about to blow my mind, God. And I've actually been hearing that quite a bit over the last two weeks. I'm about to blow your mind. That's not something I'm making up. That's not something I just saw on Instagram. I got all hype about. The Lord has made that clear. And it's because this journey that I've been on over the last 10 years, I am committed to obedience and faithfulness. And it's hard because not everybody can go. Not everybody will understand. You'll have people listen to this episode and say, child, she crazy. She left her job. And she It's hard out here. She don't know what's going on next. And then you'll have some people say, yo, sis, I, I'm with you. Let's go. What you need? Let me sow into your life because you took a leap of faith. And that's okay. Either way, because I'm with God, I never want to be behind God. I want to be in step with him because you can't receive the provision, the blessing, the protection that you need for your life if you're not in sync with God. I I couldn't ask God to protect me and, and decree Psalm 91 every morning, but I'm still lingering behind in a door at a job in a relationship or something that he's told me to leave. That's why it's so important to obey and move with God and some of his best blessings and next doors, like those next doors you're waiting for to open that next season. Some of the best ones come unexpectedly when you didn't even realize what was coming. You may have thought it was going to be this and God is like, I got you. So trust him and embrace the unknown in the transition. Make sure you guys follow me at Ryder Maya. Um, yeah, I'm on LinkedIn these days doing some things. So make sure you uh, go over to LinkedIn and search Maya Douglas. Uh, but I really want, I hope you guys are blessed by this. Again, no selling at this point. I do want you to read the synopsis. So go to writermaya.com and check out the synopsis for Storms of Love. I'm so excited because I just finished 
today, actually, at the recording of this podcast, the second draft. Um, I'm going to go back through and tweak some other things I saw before sending it off to an editor. But I'm so excited about Storms of Love. You guys are going to love Ellie, Jeremiah, oh, and Zoe. If you read the synopsis at writermaya.com, you'll see exactly who Zoe is. But I love you guys, and I pray that you stay strong in your transition. Ignore the threats of the enemy. Focus on the love of God. I'll tune in with you guys next week.